Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We have come into the second hour of the show. You're joined this morning by mm. myself, Lawson. you got Brett at the table as well, doing a hey, fantastic hey. job. And, of course, Shell, as usual, on Good the morning. decks, getting it done, getting living it done. your best life. Mm. What did you get up to over the weekend, Shell? Oh, we went up to uh, some friend's place who mm-hmm. live up in Lambs Valley. Ah, and, yeah, of course, of course. And, um, Beautiful their, place. Yeah, enjoyed their pool and yeah, their nice. nice air conditioning. And, it, yeah, felt sorry for everybody who was outside. Yeah, mm. so true. It was boiling hot. Like, just it everywhere. It was so warm. Where I was up in Yarra, it's like a swamp. It was, like, muggy and hot and mm. steamy. It was so gross. But it was still, like, a, a good time. So, you know, living <laughs> our best lives, you know. Yep, mm. and yesterday was all plastering and cleaning up dust all over the housework. Oh, true. Getting, Very good. Getting, working on the hallway at Dude, the moment. Dude, Renos. <laughs> I need to, I need to, working on the hallway. So you've done the kitchen. You, yep. You're doing the whole, like, how, you've done the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, the bathroom was done before we moved in. Yeah, of yep. course, of course. Okay, what, what's what's left? What's in the horizon? Uh, at the moment, we're working on just finishing off the hallway mm. and some of the ceiling sections mm. and the railing for the stairs. Yeah, oh. okay. Well, yeah, yeah. got to sort that one out. You have yep. like And then we really people. have only <laughs> one more room to do and then if we decide to build on the living room which is a huge project so yeah yeah mate you are you're just storming through get going room by room man very tactical with it just getting it done Mm. hey you're listening to the breakfast show we need to give our people our listeners a quiz question give that to us brett yeah so we're up to question number four which is what punishment would befall any man or beast that would go to mount sonia or even to its base, while God came down in the sight of the people. It's Mount, Mount Sonia. It's Mount Sinai. I think it's meant to be Mount Sinai. Right, yeah, Mount I just I read Sinai. that, and I'm like, I'm not familiar with Mount Sonia. <laughs> What's going on? I think that was an autocorrect, because I'm sure I put it in a yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Mount Sinai, not Mount Sonia. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at that, and I'm thinking, nah, nah, there's not a Mount Sonia in Israel. <laughs> uh, so Mount Sinai. Not to be mistaken with Mount Sonia, though. Shout out to any Sonias listening. Uh, we named a mountain after you. Well done. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's fictional, but yeah, praise God. So reading over that again, yep, an imaginary mountain. I always wanted one. There's still not a fictional Mount Brett, so maybe one day. But anyway, let's go over that question again with the correct mountain. What punishment would befall any man or beast that would go to Mount Sinai or even to its base while God came down in the sight of the people? They'd be A, struck by lightning, B, hanged, C, swallowed up by the earth, or D, stoned or shot with an arrow. Oh, hectic. Now, this is some border patrol. Mm. Like, this is this is intense. If yeah. You know, Nobody gets to Mount Sonia. I mean, Sinai. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> we protect Sonia with our lives. Eh? 0491 is the number to text. And, guys, you need to text this number with, the, with an answer, at least. Hopefully a correct answer, because mm. today... Today and every single day at 8.45, we are going to be doing a draw for one of these books, The Atheism Prophecy, How Christianity Fueled Atheism by Ivor Myers. It's Mm. powerful. Let me read a bit of the blurb here. In The Atheism Prophecy, Ivor Myers reveals how the current war between atheism and religion will ultimately affect the future of America and the world. In the process, readers will discover that the very events now occurring provide the answers to the ongoing debate between atheism and religion. Is there a God or not? 
Is the Bible a divinely inspired book or a book of fairy tales? What about the other 4,200 religions in the world? How is one to decipher between their exclusive claims? Is religion a poison for society or a healing balm? Is there a means by which all can come to an agreement in discovering solid answers to these questions? Mm. Whether Christian or an atheist or another religion, the atheism, atheism prophecy will open your eyes to in a way you may not expect. So fantastic stuff there. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe mm. you're coming from a perspective of, I don't really know about Christian or this religion. I'm, I'm interested. I'm learning perfect book for you maybe you are a christian maybe you're on the side of well i want some perspective on why it is that i believe what i believe and what that looks like in the landscape of religion and politics Mm. that i'm currently in fantastic book as well hey we want to give this to you absolutely for free but you just need to answer those questions that multiple choice there again if people are approaching mount sinai will they be struck by lightning hanged swallowed up by the earth or stoned and shot with an arrow that <laughs> stoned or shot with an arrow that's a b c or d zero four nine one zero six four six six nine you're listening to the breakfast show here on faith fm and we are going to get into our bible study we're picking it up on the psalms and the title for our bible study this week is singing the lord's song in a strange land which i thought was an interesting title i was like hey Mm. singing sing a strange song uh, the lord's song sorry in a strange land Mm. what's the go there and we're going to get into a little bit of context here because that's actually a quote from the psalms from psalm 137 i want to pick it up in psalms 137 and let's start reading in verse one psalm 137 and verse one now this would be a psalm that would be written unfortunately, in reflection of some potentially awful things that uh, Mm. were happening in Israel, that were going to happen in Israel, some difficulties that were taking place. Do you want to read Psalm 137 and pick it up in verse 1 for us and just just keep reading through? Will do. All right. I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there those who carried us away captive asked of us a song, and those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. Wow. Okay, let's stop there. Let's let's reflect mm. on this a little bit. So, the scenario and situation. This one, this would have been one of the late psalms. Yeah. Like we have psalms from David. We're talking, you know, the like BC one thousand twelve hundred. Like the, you know, mm. these are when the. Whereas here we're we're looking at BC uh, five hundred around yeah. this kind. We're talking of during the exile. That's right, and. Yeah. They are writing here, the psalmist. We don't, we don't have a title like of this psalm in terms of a name of the person that, mm. you know, it's not, uh, from the, from David to the chief musicians or Asav to the sons of Korah or whatever mm. it may be. Like it is just this person writing a poem reflecting on their time in exile. Yeah. And uh, they're sitting by the rivers of Babylon to where they've been mm. carried off. And at the moment, at this time when they're carried off, their homeland is completely and utterly destroyed yeah why why do you think it's such i mean 
they're quite dramatic about this. And I, I don't want to say dramatic in a facetious sense, but in, no. a, in a very real sense. Like, this is this is deeply distressing mm. to these people. What, what, what was the attachment for, you know, Israelites and Jews to their land and why they considered it so important? It was the promised land. They were delivered mm. from Egypt into a land that God had promised Abraham and his descendants, mm. thus them, through the promise of Abraham going from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who was named Israel, the people of Israel, Jacob's mm. descendants. It, it was their promised land. It was their home. Um, it was where they were meant to be. And what I find really interesting is that I, we see here not just their grief at losing their home, but a fear that they'll forget the God that delivered them there. Mm. Like in that middle section, sort of verses four to six, um, you know, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. It's almost like the, there's this fear of becoming accustomed to this this land that they're in exile in, mm. that that being stuck in Babylon will ultimately strip them of their identity, which wasn't an irrational fear when you think about it because this is talking about the people of Judah, the, mm. the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom had been taken largely into Assyria beforehand, yeah. and many of the northern tribes did lose their identity. The, yeah. the the actual location to this day of those tribes and what happened to them is unknown. Yeah, they witnessed the dispossession and the assimilation of mm. their, their brothers, essentially, yes. like their their fellow tribes and Judea is is all that's left by this point, mm. and they they're trying to hold on yeah. their identity, but they've they've gone through their crisis themselves. And the, yeah, the last echo of that promise, and they're in exile in a yeah. faraway land. Absolutely, it's, it must have been a scary thought. I think, furthermore, what they understand about their identity too as a chosen people, and mm. why it is that they're given this land. You know, we we actually see that. Before the exile happens, there's this very remarkable event where you have, mm-hmm. I, th- I believe it's Joash or Josiah, one of those, who receives the book of the law and reads mm-hmm. it for the first time in hundreds of years. And he reads it to the people and they all repent and whatnot before then having Jehoiakim after that and, yeah. and being a terrible king. And they, they're eventually, mm-hmm. they, they, they go astray and they're led into exile. And I think they had that moment there where they realized, like, our mission is to reach the world mm-hmm. through our kingdom. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491-064-669. Through reading the book of the law, through reading the Torah, mm. and, and having that exposure before their eventual capture by Babylon, they it, it would have been refreshing in the minds of the people like what their purpose actually was, yeah. which was to be a light to the world, that their kingdom was set up to represent God and to bring forth the Messiah, and it mm. is... Quite obvious to them that that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And now they're being taken into captivity. And it's like the sense of loss there, not just of a homeland, not just of identity, but mm. furthermore of a mission. Yeah. To that, that they were called to save the world. And now they're, well, God obviously is the one saving the world, but they would be used as an instrument mm. to, to represent God to the world and to bring salvation to the world. Yeah. And yet they represented the world so well in yeah, the end yeah, that yeah, simply, wow. simply put, the world overtook them. And isn't that in a political and literal sense? Isn't that poetic then? It's like, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? They mm. actually spent a quite a considerable amount of time singing strange songs mm. in in the Lord's land. Yeah. And that's what brought about their ruin. That's what brought about their destruction. That's what brought about their captivity. Yeah. And and now it's it's they're they're seeing man like like we were so eager, we were so ready to forsake our faith and it brought mm. this destruction upon us. And now how how are we to do the same? Yeah. Honestly, it's always struck me as this this fascinating 
like the Babylonian exile, just as a general historical theme, is really typical in a way and relevant to where we're living today in, mm. in Earth's history. Um, I used to be a history teacher. Uh, before I came down here to Avondale to study. Yeah, wow. And um, I always used to, you know, as a history teacher, you always get questions from kids. You know, they're always mm. like, why do we have to learn this, sir? You know, yeah, classic, <laughs> what's the yeah. point? And I always said, it gives you con- history gives you context and perspective to the world in which we live. It actually helps you understand it better. Mm. So by understanding history, we understand where we are now a little mm. bit better and how we got here. Um, and it's interesting with this this Babylonian exodus sort of period, I think it's pretty similar to where we are now because – the Western world, I guess we had, like Israel, a flawed theocracy, right? Mm. In a way, there was the Christendom. Christianity underpinned so much of Western society for the better part of 2,000 years. Um, like well, at least a good 1,500, Christianity underpinned our society. And now we're sort of in this place where we, we weren't really representing that as well as we should mm. have, you know. I don't think Western history represented Christianity in the way that it should be represented. Yeah. And, you know, in the same way as Israel failed to represent God in the way that they failed to be that light, really. Mm. And in the same way, the world has overtaken us. Mm. And, you know, we, we've got to kind of think about these sort of same things now in a way, like that we're, we're, we're strangers in a strange land now. Like faithful Christians often find themselves at odds mm. with many of the world's opinions. You know, we find that with things like Stephanie Rice's conversion to Christianity and yeah. the massive Australian backlash. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got to wrestle with these same concepts, right? Where, what do we do? Yeah, now, now that we're here by the rivers of Babylon, like how can we <laughs> make sure that we can sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? I love the intricacies of this psalm as well, like the story mm. that it tells, uh, particularly in verse 3 where it says, For those who carried us away uh, captive asked us for a song, and mm. those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Mm. And it's, it's funny that as a conquered people, Mm. By those who have been taken captive, like you could say, it, it, it's funny that the question being asked is is not like, yeah, like tell us your mission. It's mm. their culture has been relegated to at this point, like a relic of yeah. of a people that have that we've captured. Mm. And the question comes is like, sing us a song. Their songs were about their mission. Their yeah. songs were about their identity, and and the question comes up, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Mm. Because that is so oxymoronical. It's like Mm. if we're singing the Lord's song, the Lord's song is his power, his sovereignty. Mm. The Lord's song, you know, you think of like the song of Moses, for example, a song that literally comes from the Lord. And it's like the song of Moses is like, we have been delivered and we will never be in captivity again. Mm. And God is the... It's like, how could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Yeah, especially the way it's being requested, right? Yeah. Like, when, when they're requesting mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Like, when yeah. we're thinking of these songs, these songs of promise and deliverance and all this yeah. stuff, <laughs> a conquering power is going to look at that and go, well, where's your God now, guys? Yeah, that's, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that, that's right. It um, would be, it just caused derision. Yeah. Like, how can we even do that? And it's, and, but then I, I love that. And this is the, the intricacy of the psalm. It's like, though, mm. if I forget, like, uh, let my right hand forget its skill. Mm. Like, if I do not remember, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. Like, let me never speak again mm. if I do not exalt Jerusalem. Yeah. And continues on, uh, verse 7. If you want to read for us, actually, verse 7, 8, 9. This, this is powerful. This is a powerful yeah. song. Let's do it. Remember, O Lord, against the sons of Edom, the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it to its very foundation. O daughter of Babylon, who are to be destroyed. Happy the one who repays you as you have served us. 
happy the one who takes and dashes your little ones against the rock. Mm. Oof. They, it's a big oof. Yeah, absolutely. The, the claim is being made here. The reason why we shall never forget is because the Lord will ultimately repay. Mm. Like the Lord will make this right. They, they understand, you know, and, and in, in our context today, we live in a post Messiah context. They live mm. in a pre Messiah context. Mm. What we understand is that no longer is there the need for a state of Israel. Mm. And the reason is because, well, those people have very much rejected God. Mm. And furthermore, now, like their their usefulness has been seceded by the church. Yeah, the mission passed to the church. That's right. The mission has been taken all over the world. There, it is mm. not no longer limited to a particular state. Mm. Uh, but in a pre-Messiah context, it is their confidence mm. in God to understand. Like, despite our captivity, we will be saved. Mm. Is warranted because they know that the promise of a Messiah is sure. Mm. The promise of one coming who would save the world is sure. The unfortunate thing, and, and it's like, oh, man, why, why are Jews so intent today on creating a state, mm-hmm. is that the Messiah came, lived, died, resurrected, and went back to heaven, yeah. or is now working on our behalf, you know, giving atonement for us and all of these things, working mm. on, r- representing, advocating for us, all of these mm. things. And, mm. and the Jews having missed it and rejected it, you know, they're still there at the wall wailing. Yeah. They're still looking for a rebuilt temple. They're still looking for the 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 holy one who would come and, and that's mm-hmm. like one of the chief reasons that I I personally and I think that many don't support Zionism is that as much as you can argue as a Christian, oh no, God's promise to them as a state mm. is still it no the the Jews have rejected the Messiah. Mm. Like that that's it. Like the 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 they're whole motivation for a state is so that they would bring forth the Messiah. Yeah. And that comes from their rejection of Christ. And so mm. therefore it's like if they want a state to bring forth a Messiah, well then they're, they're clearly living in rebellion to the yeah. Messiah that's already come. Yeah. Well, honestly the, the theological aspect and the political aspect can be different, but you know, yeah. Oh, hundred um, yeah. percent. They, they still see it that way don't they mm. they're still waiting on that messiah to come and be a political conqueror but mm. we know that the same deliverance that is wanted in this psalm is coming for us yeah um, because the messiah will still deliver us yeah. like jesus is working on our behalf now and he is coming again mm. you know? he the messiah like god delivered those who were in babylonian captivity <laughs> he delivered them from that captivity so that mm. they could fulfill their mission. And now he and Paul makes it absolutely clear that he does not forget like God does not forget the Jews. They are mm. not the Jews aren't accursed. No. Yeah. The Jews are perfectly capable to be able to follow up on the mission that they have been given and continue to be given. Yeah. Like the Messiah has come, the Jews are fully within their mm. means to be able to follow Christ. Yeah. They're they they're not lost. Yeah. Because they're Jewish. But God's chosen people is extended to any who right. hear the message and, you know, go tell the world ultimately, the body of Christ, the church. Absolutely. Mm. And while the promise to them was sure of deliverance while there was still a Messiah to come, we stand on the precipice of a second coming. Yeah. And our deliverance is assured as yeah. well. We, we live in a strange land, mm. but we can still sing the Lord's song. Yeah. And in the same way as this psalm ends, you know, um, we know that those who... Like and, and I, I'm not thinking of this in a vindictive sense, because I know that sounds a little vindictive, especially verse 9, like pretty hectic, but... Mm. There are, there's still this 
this path that we know that those who ultimately mock and scorn us for believing in God, you know, we are actually already assured of the victory, no matter how hard things get here. And of course, sometimes it does go beyond mocking and um, everything, and that's implied in the psalm, right? The, the violence that was committed, they're promising to repay. Um, even if that happens, we have the victory through Jesus' sacrifice. His death on that cross and his resurrection mm. has led to our salvation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. We we stand in confidence of that. And I think mm. this psalm is actually an object lesson of that very thing because we saw they, they're writing it before their deliverance and yeah. we would eventually witness their deliverance. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we need to get into our quiz questions because, guys, this is the final opportunity to get into our draw. That will be happening mm. at 8.45 today, not Friday, today. So, guys, give us some answers, please, so that you can get into this draw. Do you want to read that one for Will us? Will do. So the last question, number five, is what man did Moses take with him up to the mountain of God? The mountain of God being um, not Mount Sonia, just to yeah. for those who were listening to question that's four right, without typing. That's right, up to Mount Sinai, <laughs> not Mount Sonia. Um, so, what man did Moses take with him up to the mountain of God? A. Aaron. B. Nabaha. Oh, sorry, Nabah. C. Joshua. Or D. Abihu. Mm. So, once again, those options are A. Aaron. B. Nabah. C. Joshua. D. Abihu. Mm. Absolutely. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491064669 is the number to text. If you text the number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win the Atheism Prophecy, which will be drawn every single day today. We have five of these books sitting here on our desk, which we will be getting out to you. Again, that number, 0491064669. We have a couple of text messages here. Uh, that I want to read. Firstly, one from Suzanne that says, <laughs> Lawson, I thought you were biking 40Ks um, to the radio station some time ago solely because you wanted to get fit. I was impressed. And uh, I just I was talking about in the interview with Justin Lawman about how I'm, <laughs> I'm doing really well because our studio has moved to very close to my bedroom. Mm. And there was a point where I was, I was, yeah, I was biking 40Ks there and then 40Ks back. So we're at 80Ks <laughs> all up to the studio and back a lot of mornings. Uh, because I had actually, you know, I wasn't going to mention this on air, but then I got ousted by uh, none other than Robbie Bergen, our content manager at, a, at one of our Faith of Him live events. I get, and I was like, ah, I guess the cat's out of the bag. But yeah, I lost my license, and uh, and so then I I bought a bicycle, a, a very nice bicycle, and I was riding 80Ks every morning and whatnot. And and, uh, and yeah, the text continues on. It says, but I'm still impressed uh, because you didn't let your circumstances stop you from hosting Faith of Him. That's dedication. Yeah, no, I was... I was really blessed and, um, yeah, just, um, uh, yeah, it was an interesting time, all, all that riding, especially those roads are pretty gnarly too, but hey, <laughs> we got through it in the end and now, like, this is the thing, now we're living the good life. Now, we're, mm. now, now I just get to go bike riding, like, recreationally or, like, if I, yeah. rather than every morning to work, I can, you know, actually, I'm, I'm planning to go on a bike ride tomorrow with my sister and she's like, uh, you know. My sister, we're at different levels of fitness, and she's like, oh, Lawson, you know, maybe to get down to my level, you can start by riding to my house first, and then we can go from there, and then you can <laughs> ride home. Yeah, interesting stuff. I've got a text message here from Wayne. He says, when I asked the question, I was thinking worldly. Now I'm thinking spiritually. Those in Christ will ask for peace and safety in Christ. We rely on. But, yeah, mm. I think the very much the uh, the the context of of what we see in that particular passage. That was on his question earlier about First Thessalonians 5. 
3. Yeah, the world, those without Christ, will mm. be looking for peace and safety. Yeah. And the reason they're looking for peace and safety is because they don't have any. Like, mm. they can't see. Well, they can, they can see things crumbling around them. You know, mm. and we can see in our world today, right? like there's a few different political commentators and, and marketing people and financial mm. guys that I, that I like to follow and watch, uh, mm. because, because I find, I find their, their insight interesting, particularly there's, 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 there's one person that I watch who they've got some really good insight into the world of business, mm. marketing and the economy. And they are a secular person and they're like looking at, you know, a lot of the things that, uh, for example, we get um we get uh, Pastor Justin Lawman on the show to talk about politics and prophecy and mm. what's happening in America right now with the debt and the increasing r- rise of the debt ceiling and our reflection yeah. on that is like this is the obvious uh, this is the 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 signs of a state failing and and trying to come up with a way to control the the mm. beast of debt that's before them and maybe leveraging that eventually into a position of power and and mm. this is a reflection of the way our world's going based on what the bible says and yeah. we find lots of calmness and comfort in, you know this guy's looking at this situation and he's like America's going to collapse. Like, I, you know, and he's like, maybe, maybe moving out of the country is the way to go or you know, whatever it may yeah. be. Because for him, there's like no solution. But where do you move? Because like these economic problems, this is the thing. They're everywhere. Things like the rental crisis, more and more people becoming homeless. I, I was one of them last year, around this yeah. time last year. I was wow. three and a half weeks in a tent with two toddlers. Yeah. That's um, hectic. you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, how, how things are going and there's more and more people calling out for peace and safety. Absolutely. Mm. But the amazing thing is that despite even the deepest of struggles, it must have been so hard like, oh, to, yeah. to not be able to have a place to live and whatnot. And again, reflecting on Psalm 137 here, you see mm. a people that have been stripped of, of everything mm. of, and they're now at in, in the process of being potentially stripped of their national identity, yeah, yeah. still holding on to the promises that God had made. And his promise of deliverance, mm. you know, singing the Lord's song in a strange land. Let's actually head to Psalm 74. I want to pick up Psalm 74 and read a couple of verses in there. We see these same themes echoed through Psalm 74. And do you want to read for us verse 18 to verse 22? Let's do it. So remember this, that the enemy has reproached, O Lord, and that a foolish people has blasphemed your name. Oh, do not deliver the life of your turtle dove to the wild beast. Do not forget the life of your poor forever. Have respect to the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are full of the haunts of cruelty. Oh, do not let the oppressed return to shamed. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you daily. Mm, yeah, we, are, we see here the plight of the, the reproach and mm. oppressed for the Lord's sake. And, you know, I love that. It's like the, the foolish people have blasphemed your name. You know, mm. Oh, do not del- deliver the life of your turtle dove. Like, I, 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 that's actually, that's a powerful point there. Do not deliver the life of your turtle dove eh, or to the wild beast. Mm. Do not forget the life of the poor forever. Like, yeah. they're, they're in this position. They're like, God, we are vulnerable. Yeah. Our worship of you has made us vulnerable. Yeah. It's it's brought upon us difficulties and even, you know, reflecting on Israel's situation, mm. their difficulties were also self-inflicted. 
in a lot of ways. Oh, they, they, God, God wants to protect them and help them, but if they mm. outright reject him and deny him constantly, like, yeah. that's where their difficulty is. But, but you can still understand how they're feeling. Yeah. Like, even if they were a very naughty turtle dove, they, yeah. they're feeling very vulnerable next to these wild beasts that are surrounding them Absolutely. and taking their land and killing their people. That's right. And, yeah. But then they say, like, a, God, like, have respect to the covenant. God, they're like, well, look, we failed, but like you've promised, like yeah. have respect to the covenant here. Um, do not let the repressed return ashamed. Like God, mm. you made a promise. We have consistently fallen short, but yeah. Lord, your 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 promise is established. It's firm. Mm. We're coming back to you now. We also know that the promise of God contains within it the ability to repent, or, yeah. the, or a, a clause of repentance that we do. Uh, up until a certain point, there all there is judgment. There is a point of no return. Like that is the reality of life. And mm. but that point of re- no return comes when everyone makes their decision. Yes, you know, and that's the beauty of God is that he he judges fairly. Yeah, he judges fairly. He's definitely. given us all he a lot of time. He doesn't arbitrarily just you know switch the world off and say, oh, too bad you missed out, and uh, you know maybe you really wanted this and you could have if a different opportunity arose. No, mm. like God is in the business of saving people. Yeah, and He is doing everything. He can to save people but here it's like god like we we're going through it we're falling short we have failed but lord respect your covenant like mm. you 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 said we have the ability to is you know even if we're so far from you we're mm. in the depths of your punishments lord you said that in, in in regards to the covenant that we would be able to come back yeah. lord save us and the beautiful thing is that he, he does like he mm. we we can plead to god in our struggles because he does hear us and he wants to save us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You boys excited? Oh, yeah. Are we, we're, we're excited. We're stoked. We're about to give a book away. That's right. Mm. And again, we all this week, we are giving books away at the end of every single show. So right now, we are going to spin the wheel for Monday. Give it to us, Shell. And the wheel, it's spinning it's slowing down, and we have a winner. Congratulations to Liz for winning the Atheism Prophecy by Ivan Myers. Now, this book, we are going to be giving one every single day. But mm. Liz is our winner for today, so congratulations. Thank you for your answers. Thank you for playing our mm. quiz. And, uh, yeah, you'll be receiving this book ASAP. We'll be getting that one out to you. So congratulations. Yeah. Hey, let's uh let's run through some answers here of some of the quiz questions here. Now, firstly, Exodus thirty five. Mm. Moses calls for the people to bring of their personal treasures an offering. What is he collecting the offering for? The tabernacle. Yeah. Of course. Now, I think earlier they'd been given plans for the tabernacle, but at this mm. point, it's like, okay, we need building materials. Yeah. And they bring all kinds of things. They 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 bring. Just, just anything of their personal effects to bring to the, to, to contribute to the mm. beauty of the, the first temple, which was, you know, very much mm. wooden poles and cloth and whatnot. You know, eventually under Solomon, it would become one of the wonders of the ancient world, this yeah. beautiful, massive building. But yeah, even this be- building, you know, you'd read about it, like the intricacies of its design, like it's mm. beautiful. That's the thing. It's not just like people think it was a tent or something. It wasn't just a little tent. It was mm. it was incredible. It was a very intricately designed, beautiful structure, just mm. one that was able to be moved. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Port- like it, was, it was portable. It was yeah. like... Kind of efficient, really. Amazing. Like <laughs> I think maybe one of the one of the first great portable buildings that mm. has ever existed. Yeah. 
Hey, get us the next question for us. The next question, which was, what two books of the Pentateuch list the Ten Commandments? The answer is Exodus and Deuteronomy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's we have firstly there the Exodus commandments given, and then I think the Deuteronomy commandments given is kind of in the light of Israel's immediate failure mm. <laughs> like to live up. It's like mm. he gives them again. And, and it's interesting. Like the Exodus focuses, you know, very much on giving them that... Uh, that clear boundaries and whatnot. The Deuteronomy commandments are the mm. same. They're the same laws. But I feel like there's a little bit more of a tinge of redemption yeah. in the Deuteronomy commandments of this is what I've done for you. Like I've saved you and mm. I will continue to save you. I'll continue to be with you. Like mm. that's why you should keep my laws. Like it mm. will it will leave you better off. They're I'm, better for us. That's yeah. right. I'm the God who loves you. I'm the God who cares about you. And that's yeah. why I'm giving you these commandments. Well, question three was which commandment promises longevity if kept? And the answer is the fifth commandment, honor yeah. your father and mother. Absolutely, yeah. Honor your father and your mother. And the the promise of longevity there is that, that the days will be long upon the land which the Lord your God has mm. given you. Uh, that's the promise that he gives, that this land that you'll inherit will be a blessing to you. And I think what we see there, like the real interpretation of honor your father and your mother isn't necessarily like be lorded over by them and do every single thing that they say, right. but it's rather, it's actually a call for... Uh, care towards them, to yeah. look after them, even in times in which they can't work in their old age. Mm. And what, and that's very much the context that Jesus puts it in when he talks about how the Pharisees have cheated their parents out of mm. their, you know, out of support in their old age through loopholes against the commandments. And he's yeah. referencing the fifth commandment here. Mm. So very, very interesting. Hey, get the next one for us. Uh, question four, just shout out to any Sonyas listening once again for our mistake earlier when we accidentally called it Mount Sonia. Um, but question four uh, was, what punishment would befall any man or beast that would go down to Mount Sinai or even to its base while God came down in the sight of the people? They would be A, struck by lightning, B, hanged, C, swallowed up by the earth. But the answer was D, stoned or shot with an arrow. Yeah, So watch Border out. Patrol, Border yeah, Patrol, as abs- Lawson said. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What, watch out, watch out. Just, yeah, that's right. They were really uh, they were really keeping the people from Mount Sinai. I think mm. the, the, the particular, the reason was, it's like God had appeared up there. But mm. furthermore, they did not. God did not want to make Mount Sinai a high place. And by yeah. high place, it like a place of worshipping idols. Mm. And then finally here, what man did Moses take up with him to the up to the mountain of God? That was Joshua. Mm. And it's, of course, when there is that transferring of authority and leadership over Israel in Moses' very old age, yeah. he gives uh, that responsibility to Joshua on top of the mountain. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. you this morning by myself, Lawson. We've got in the studio as well, Brett getting it done. And Brett, done. we have come to the end of the show. We have. We, we, there's, there's, there's nothing more, man. We're just, we're just finished. It like, always happens so fast. That's right. We, mm. like, you know... We're so blessed to be here. Yeah. and But also, we're blessed to tell you that there is amazing programming coming up after this as well, right throughout the day. So you want to stay tuned to Faith FM. But mm. of course, as always, when we get to the end of the show, we've had we've enjoyed having you on, Brett, as well. It's been an absolute pleasure yeah, to be back. It's been really amazing. And guys, hey, remember, have a fantastic day. Spend time with Jesus. Remember to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Him. See you later.
counsel's guide uphold you with the sheep securely fold you God be with you till we meet again until we Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.